Welcome to Rough Life. Today is no ordinary transport day. It is one of my favorite types of transports to do. We are doing a transport and a half today. (laughs) So that means instead of my one van being loaded up with critters, meeting the Virginia van halfway, swapping and coming home, we've got four vans total tonight. Two of my vans meeting two of the Virginia vans. We have so many big animals needing to go. This was the only way to humanely do it without adding a whole extra transport day. This is also only possible because two of our vans that are going tonight were donated 100% completely free to Wolf Trap several years ago. We love, love, love our vans. We use ours down here just about every day, shuffling puppies and supplies around. So we are so grateful for these vans. Okay, we've got a lot of stories to get to today, so let's jump in. The theme is cities, and that is partially because one of the dogs, Memphis, was already named and he knows his name, and partially because I've been getting so much hate for my names from the last transport that I thought I better just stick with an easy theme this week. (laughs) Okay, so up first is Oklahoma City. She was brought into a vet to be euthanized right after Christmas. The parents had gotten her as a Christmas gift for the kids and quickly realized that puppies are a lot of work and kids don't really take care of them themselves. So they just wanted to euthanize her instead of finding her a home. The vet reached out to one of our rescue partners and asked if we would take it. Otherwise, they really were just going to have to euthanize it. And of course, we snatched that baby up. Side note, um, we have group names for the animals that we pull for, for us down here when we're talking about them that are not their actual wolf trap names. I typically don't do the wolf trap names until the night before transport when everything is finalized. So until then, we have no way of knowing who we're talking about. So some of the group names for animals on this transport are the Mail Carrier 2, the Parvo 3, the Ninth Puppy, things like that. I'm sure you'll be able to figure out who all those puppies are and why we named them that when you listen to this episode. But this puppy's name was the heartworm test puppy. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, heartworms have an incubation period of six to seven months. So that means if a puppy got infected with heartworms the very first day it was born, it would still test negative all the way until it was six to seven months old. That's how long it takes to be able to register that it really does have heartworms. So there's no reason to ever test a puppy younger than six months because no matter what, it will be negative. Well, (laughs) the vet heartworm tested this 10 week old puppy and he's not a quack. He's an actual vet. So the only thing I can think is that the owners had to pay the bill for what this puppy needed before they surrendered it instead of paying to euthanize it. And I'm guessing he did whatever he could to get that bill just a little bit higher for them because he was so mad about them trying to kill this totally healthy puppy. Thus, the heartworm test puppy. (laughs) Little Rock was found in a ditch on one of the coldest nights of the year so far. The finder looked around and didn't see any litter mates and even went back the next day to check again and still didn't find any litter mates. She took her to the vet herself and even paid for the puppy to get everything that it needed. Tupelo is the ninth puppy from the T litter of eight 
on the January 3rd Matthew Perry transport. Remember, his litter was being bottle fed by the same foster who had Linda and her 10 puppies. This puppy wasn't taking to the bottle very well, so they stuck him in with Linda and he did fantastic. But then a few weeks later, all of Linda's puppies got pneumonia and so did this little guy. So we just decided to hold him back and send him up with Linda's group when he had finished all of his antibiotics. The E litter of two were found by a mail carrier in a cardboard box on a back road on her mail route. Apparently she wasn't allowed to pick them up, which is actually the first I've heard of that. So she called one of our rescue partners who ran out there right away to get them. The B litter of three were owner surrenders. The owner asked for a doghouse a few weeks ago when it started to get really cold out because she knew her mama dog was getting close to having puppies. We gave her a doghouse and told her we would take the puppies when they were old enough and spay the mom for her. Several of the puppies died right after birth and these were the only three that lived. The H litter of three Parvo survivors were actually brought to someone in our town that is a known cat rescuer. She ordered DoorDash one night, and side note, we just got DoorDash in our town like two months ago. Like It is brand new. (laughs) Because we live in such a small town, the driver knew it was her that he was delivering the food to. So on his way, he saw several dead puppies run over in the middle of the highway and three puppies still alive hiding in the ditch on the side of the road next to them. He stopped, grabbed them up, and delivered them and her food (laughs) to her house. She does cats, though, not puppies, so she didn't know what to do with them and called us for help. They unfortunately broke with Parvo just a few days later, and we really weren't sure if they were going to pull through at all, but we are so glad that all three survived. Memphis, Miami, and their six M-Pups are owner surrenders slash stolen. (laughs) We got a call about two puppies that were living at a, quote, abandoned house. It was super cold and rainy that day, and Jessica happened to be just right by there. So she drove by and saw six puppies. She went home, changed her clothes, and she went back to get them and saw that they also had a mama and a daddy who came running over to greet her. She wrangled them all up, took the puppies to Mama Becky, and put the parents at the doghouse. She told the concerned callers not to worry, that they were all safe and warm now. And then the next day, she got a call from the owners. And they were wondering why they saw her on their security cameras taking their dogs. (laughs) Apparently, they had moved out and they couldn't, they wouldn't, they didn't, I don't know, take any of the dogs with them. In their defense, though, they were going back several times a week to feed them, but they just left them there to roam around and do whatever they wanted. Jessica apologized and explained that we got calls saying that it was an abandoned house and that these animals were left behind running loose. We assumed that they were not being taken care of. Thankfully, the owners were actually super happy to hear that an actual rescue and not crazy dog thieves took them and they were so happy to surrender all of them to us. The P litter of six were owner surrenders. When our rescue partner got out there to vaccinate them and pick them up, she found out that the owners were actually planning on keeping one of them. And if you know me at all, you know I want the whole litter every time. It makes no sense to me to spay your mama dog for you if you keep one of the puppies behind to keep reproducing. What is the point? So after explaining all of that to her and telling her what a wonderful indoor life that this puppy would have in Virginia, 
the owner agreed to surrender all of them. Linda is now Savannah and her 10 S puppies. Remember, Linda was at the shelter here in Alabama when I went back and walked through there back in November. She was in a wire crate and so insanely pregnant. I think our pregnancy hormones synced up because I was just so upset at the thought of it. So I went the next morning and I brought her home. I was hoping to send her to Virginia on transport the very next week, but she ended up giving birth just a few days before the van left. She had them at the doghouse and we could tell that she was so lonely there by herself. So we asked our bottle feeder foster, who did not have any bottle babies at the time, if she would be willing to foster her over the Christmas break and she was more than happy to. But because Linda was pulled from the shelter here, the shelter that just right after that went on distemper lockdown, she had such a terrible cough that we thought she might actually have distemper. So we had her in distemper quarantine for several weeks until she had two negative distemper tests come back. Luckily, it was just a weird cough. <laughs> okay, for everyone else, that is the N litter, the C litter, and the A litter of Dobermans. They are all owner surrenders from the same home. I actually already had a full transport for this week and next. And when we were asked to take 20 Doberman puppies, I sent it to Dr. Burton almost as a joke. Like, oh my gosh, can you imagine like if, if I agreed to take 20 puppies on top of like the 80 that I've already committed to? But she was all for it. <laughs> she even offered to add this second van to this week's transport just so we could make it happen. I think we were all a little stunned and surprised when I wrote back and said, uh, yeah, we'll take all the Doberman puppies next week. <laughs> From what I can figure out, the owners had one purebred Doberman mama. She is the mama of the A puppies. The other two mamas are her daughters from previous litters. So they are half Dobermans. The owners think that the daughters slash the mamas are Doberman mixed with Rottweiler and German Shepherd. But I'm just going to be real with y'all. <laughs> this is just a side note. Someone asked us to take a litter of puppies, completely different puppies for a completely different transport. And they said that the dad was a purebred St. Bernard. So we asked for a picture of the dad and he is probably a purebred Great Pyrenees through and through, like not a drop of St. Bernard in him. So what people say they think the daddies are means nothing, literally nothing. So anyways, the A litter is half siblings to the moms of the C and N litters. Their mom is the grandma to the C and N litters. The C and N litters are cousins to each other, but it doesn't matter because all three moms are getting spayed and will not be having any more babies and none of these babies will be having babies either. Okay, and now for the cats. Kansas City and her kitten Knoxville are from the same home as the M litter of nine Newfie mixes, Lizzie Kaplan and her three L kittens, and Good Wife and her three kittens, all from the January 3rd Matthew Perry transport. 
Kansas City had a kitten die just a few days before the January 3rd transport, we were just about certain that it had just gotten tangled up in the bedding and suffocated. But just to be sure, we held her and her remaining kitten back just to make sure they were good and healthy. And actually, at the time of this recording, uh, Kansas City does not have a foster yet. So I am really hoping somebody comes through and she does not get left behind until next transport. Otherwise, it will just be her kitten making the trip. The W litter of three were owner surrenders. The owners are keeping the mama cat and are happy to have wolf trap spay her. I really don't have anything else significant to add about them other than they are from the same home as the S litter of puppies from the July 19th, 2022 podcast transport. That's a little throwback for you. Fort Lauderdale and her three F kittens. Okay, so this is the mama and kittens that were supposed to be on last week's transport. And because I did my podcast pre-transport, their story was still included. Um, remember, she is the sister of Viewmaster from the November 18th toys transport. So these F kittens are cousins to the three V kittens from the November 11th drink transport. This is the owner who was somewhat reluctant to surrender the kittens in November, but when he heard what great lives they would have, he asked us if we would take the mom too on the next transport. Then the next week, when we got Viewmaster, he asked us about taking her kittens, her sister and her kittens, the F mama. And the F mama's leg is just so wonky. We were going to hold her back from last transport just to get her checked out by a vet. And it turned out, it's just a birth defect. Doesn't affect her at all. She's not in any pain. It's just a little wonky. The D litter of five kittens were found outside in a nearby town when they were just a couple weeks old. They couldn't even tell if they were old enough to have their eyes open because they were so sick with upper respiratory infections that their eyes were matted shut with green gunk. They are actually friends with our bottle feeder, so they called her directly and she ran out there that night and got them. And with that, that is all the background stories for all, hopefully, 69 critters on this van. I'm really hoping that they all show up and that they all get to go and that you won't have to hear me come back at the end of this with an edit. (laughs) But for now, I am off to transport. It's a rough life, but someone's got to do it.